When we say call us at Doty Legacy Group, the key word is legacy. It's all about taking care of you and getting it to the next generation the best way possible. Call us at 660-885-8835. Amen. We praise Him. Jesus said to the woman at the well, God the Father is seeking worshipers. And we are here today as worshipers to honor the living Lord Jesus Christ. And we welcome you to the worship of First Baptist Clinton as we honor Jesus today in our, with our songs and with our message. We are glad you are here. If you are a guest this morning of our congregation, thank you for choosing to worship with us. You'll find a connection card in your worship program, and if you would like, you could fill this out for me. Or you may text new to FBC at, to 97,000 and share the information with me th this way. We are also, we are a praying people, so the back of this is a prayer request. If you have prayer needs, we want to pray for you. So share those prayer requests with us, either on the slip or go to the church website, firstbaptistclinton.church, and enter those requests on the prayer wall. So either way, we are happy to receive your uh, prayer requests. Now we worship through giving, at the end of our worship. So the ushers will be at the door at the finish of worship. And as you go out, you can just place the slip of paper in the offering plate and, that, and we'll receive either your connection card or your prayer request. Glad you're here as we worship together in Christ, um, the living Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it is in Christ alone we have hope and peace and life. Let's stand together and sing it. In Christ alone.
Let's uh, bow and go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, just thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross. Lord, thank you for giving us the, the way to be free. Lord, I just pray for our city, our state, our country, that uh, we will have more people know you. Lord, I just pray for peace around the world, that our uh, troops can be ready but not used. Lord, just uh, be with us to uh, learn more today here at church and just trust you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven's home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he wants 
psalm reading this morning is from Psalm 121. This morning I'd like for us to just remain seated and we're going to play some music up here. I'd like for you to just read silently, meditate on this psalm and just let the Lord speak to you through it.
Let's sing that chorus a few more times. He will hold me fast and soak up that promise. He will hold me gospel reading this morning is from Mark chapter 12. Let's read it together. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings? Jesus not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. Mark 13, 1 through 8. You may be seated.
Shut up. 
He never lets go of us. Yeah. So a friend of mine several years ago made a statement that stuck in my mind. The statement is simply this. Everyone needs applause sometime. Everybody needs an affirmation. Everybody needs a cheerleader from time to time. So this morning... I want to offer an applause, and I want you to join me as we express appreciation to the veterans in the room. You know, sometimes we have them stand up. The guys say to me, don't have us stand up. So I try to honor that, you know. And, but thank you. Thank you so much for your service. I, I also this morning want to remind you, um, we are a praying people. And part of our prayer process is the daily praying through our Acts 1-8 missions. So you received a prayer journal during the Acts 1-8 celebration. Uh, it was not just for the celebration. That's an everyday guide. So at home, uh, at my computer, I use a stand-up desk. And, and my prayer guide is where I place my left hand when I just naturally stand at the desk. And I'm not typing. I'm reading something on the screen. My left hand is on the prayer guide. So it constantly, every day, multiple times, is reminding me to pray. Today, uh, we are praying for Alaska Village Missions and the efforts that uh, the Lord has led uh, uh, Jeff and Amber and Parker into. 
And so let me just encourage you to find a place where you can have ready access to your prayer journal and then as I, you don't have to do as I do, but I just lay hands on and pray them every, over them every, every day. And then as I get new requests, the journal has a place where I can write in uh, the new request. Also, I can write answered prayers because when you look back through it, you then can celebrate with them over, over God's work and activity in their lives. So let me just encourage you to be utilizing the prayer journal and praying for these folks because in many cases, well, I think actually in all cases, we can do nothing more than pray until we have prayed. Once we've prayed and prayed, then we can step in and help in different sorts of ways. This morning, my thoughts are turned to... uh, Fear and faith again, in a sense. Um, There's a sense in which today's sermon, message, lesson, whatever you choose to call it, is um, is a prequel to last Sunday's message when I talked about the fact that we can have faith over fear, and we do not need to fear nearly as much as we do. So today, when we look at Psalm 121. We, we will see why we can live with less fear. So um, since we did not read it earlier, I will read it now. Well, we read it earlier, but we didn't read it out loud like normal. And I appreciated the opportunity just to listen to the music and read it and think on it. But this is, this is the Song of Ascents, Psalm 121. I will lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Every every one of us can have confidence in the Lord because, because of his character We can have confidence. Because of his competence, we can have confidence. Because of his compassion, we can have confidence. Therefore, we can live with less fear. As this this psalm is one of the songs of ascents, they were songs sung by uh, Israel, the people of God, as they would come to Jerusalem for the festivals uh, during the year. And so as they would approach the city, you realize Jerusalem is on, is on the top of, of a mountain. And, this, and the temple itself is on 
atop of a mountain. And so when you're coming to Jerusalem, you're always coming up to Jerusalem. And so at a, from a distance, from a distance, the, the worshipers as they approached the city would look upon to, up toward the Temple Mount and they would sing these songs. Um, and and along the way, you know, when they would, you'd look at the, to the mountains, and in the mountains themselves, there would be hazards. And so they're not looking to the mountains for help. Let me just clarify that uh, right away. They're looking to the, to the Lord for help. And so as they approach the mountains, we are, we are challenged with these words just to, to walk with them for a moment and to look around. Look around. I will lift my eyes to the mountains. Now, they're not worshiping the mountains. Keep in mind, the Psalms are poetry, and so sometimes we have to understand the poetry and not necessarily think of them in terms of this is literally what they're doing. So it's figurative language as they, as they, look, as they look around them and they, they see the, the mountain with the temple of the Lord on it uh, in, in ahead of them. Um, but at the same time, they look in. They look in when they say, where does my help come from? It's a reflective question. It is, it is a, an effort to, to just pause a moment and recognize my help, where does, where does my help come from? And when, they, when we reflect upon the source of our help, we look, we look up. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. See, the psalmist's expression here is, is the Lord Yahweh, the covenant-making God who, who uh, has made this covenant of relationship with them and the maker of the universe, the creator God. So as we, as we look around and we look in and we look up, the remainder of the psalm points us in the direction of our confidence. Because fear argues the mountains are too big. But faith asserts the Lord is bigger than the mountains because he made them. So this, we will look, we will see in the psalm God's providential care in verses 3 and 4. And, and here God is described, we're looking at his character. This is a, these verses are a reflection of his character. And, and he is much like an alert sentinel. A, soldier, a sentinel is a soldier stationed to guard against all comers and to prevent surprise attack. Nothing happening in our lives can sneak up on God. He 
He is alert. He's an alert sentinel who is keeping watch day and night over your life and my life. And he is, he is, and, and as, as he does, the psalmist affirms, he will not let your foot slip. Verse 3, you know, many times as you, as you walk, as the people of Israel did, the, the terrain can be treacherous, and sometimes even as we travel, you know, it can be kind of dangerous. Once at Vacation Bible School, the boys and girls asked me, do you ever do anything dangerous? And I said, yes, every day I do something dangerous. And they looked at me with a little bit of surprise because that was a surprise to them. And I said, you know, and, you, and so do you. You see, you rode, to, you rode to Bible school in your parents' car. That was dangerous, right? I ride a motorcycle. That's dangerous. There's a difference between doing something dangerous and doing something foolish, okay? So here, no matter how treacherous the terrain gets, the Lord will be there to help the psalmist navigate it successfully and, and to, affirm, to affirm God's character. He says, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. As Israel reflected upon God's um, providential care of them when they came Uh, Out of Egypt, um, Joshua records their statement. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among them all the nation and among all the nations with which we in which we traveled. See, you and I can have confidence in the Lord because he is our alert sentinel keeping ever watch on our behalf and he is also uh, uh, our protector and, and so the psalmist turns to God's protection and we look that we see God's protective care in verses 5 and 6 and and the the words the the Hebrew words translated protect watches over and keep are used six times in these three verses affirming God is our constant protector. In verse five it says the Lord watches over you. No human problem escapes the Lord's watchful eye. The Lord does not keep us from pain, but he does guarantee protection to his people as he watches over us. Reality is life, life can be hard. Life can be very difficult. And there can be things in our lives with which we struggle deeply. 
But we are reminded through this psalm and the reality of the presence of Jesus in our lives that in Christ, we are never alone. Because his spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives within us and guides our lives and protects our lives. And it is the, the Lord, the psalmist's imagery is... Uh, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. It's a reminder of the Lord's protection is perpetual. No threat to his people can catch him unaware. The Lord is our constant protector as we live our lives with him. And you can have confidence in the Lord because he is our constant protector. Verses three, five, and seven just simply amplify the promise. The Lord will keep you. Focusing our attention upon God's preserving care. You see, when you read verse, you read verse three, he will not let your foot slip. In verse five, he will, the, the Lord watches over you. And, and verse seven, the Lord will keep you from all harm. You see, it just it amplifies as it goes through. Each, each refrain more loudly proclaims God's preserving care for us. And it assures us of his compassion because he is our eternal guardian. When you... When you look at, at verse 7 and you hear him say, the Lord will keep you from harm, it is, it is reminiscent of the New Testament expression found in Romans 8.28 that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. doesn't say all things are good. Certainly we all understand not all things are good. But in every situation, in every experience, God is at work in your life for good to those who love him. And, and the, the psalmist exclaims, the Lord will keep you from harm. Whether, whether the psalmist experiences external foes or internal fears, he can be confident the Lord is watching over him. He will watch over your life, says the psalmist. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forever. This is not temporary care of us. He 
permanently watches over us. The, the Lord's care is not limited to a single place such as Zion, but it's available to the psalmist wherever his journey takes him. The Lord's care is not limited to a place where we gather for worship, but extends to every place where you and I travel throughout the course of this week. Because the Lord's warranty does not run out. <laughs> Aren't you glad about that? You, you get something, you look at the warranty, you think this is really nice, but they run out. And then it breaks. It seems how it happens, you know. They're good as long until three days after the warranty expires. But the Lord's warranty never expires. It never runs out. It never lapses. And we and the psalmist face the future. We can expect challenges. We can expect difficulties. But we can, we can face those things with confidence in the Lord. Or in the words of another psalmist, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, God is our eternal guardian. And you and I can have confidence in the Lord simply because he is the eternal guardian. As they approached the city of Jerusalem, they would see the, the temple mount. And they would they would they would call out, I will I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so as the travelers would approach the city, you could hear them saying these psalms as they drew near. And while they would sing these songs as they approached the city, they understood, they understood it was far beyond the mountains. The, and, and so as we look at life, what we, what we through this psalm can, can experience is the mountains ahead of us may be great, but, the ma but their maker is greater. The problems we face may be overwhelming, but his protection is ever available Life's hurts are inevitable, but his help is inexhaustible. And as we lift our eyes to see the, the, to see the challenges before us, we need to remember and be reminded by other believers who come along with us, along with the Lord. We need to remind ourselves of the Lord, of his character, of his competence to care, and of his everlasting compassion with which he, which with he loves us 
and makes himself known to us in the person of Jesus who lived and died and rose again for our sins so that we could experience the best kind of life you can have now and and a life that lasts forever. And it is it is this understanding of who God is and what he has done for us in Jesus, which is the foundation of our faith. And our confidence in the Lord enables us to live with less fear because we know his protective care. We know his providential care. And we know his preserving care. So this morning, as we, as we reflect upon this psalm, as believers, each one of us is challenged to grow in our confidence. And we grow in our confidence by reflecting upon life's experience and, and seeing God's hand at work. Now, sometimes in the moment of difficulty, it's hard for me to see his hand at work. But I can step away from it and look back. And over the, over the course of time, I can see his ever-present help in my times of trouble. And when I do, when I see those things and I recognize them, then I begin to, my faith increases. My confidence in the Lord grows. So each and every one of us in this room who are believers, by reflecting, can experience growth in our faith. Each of us, each of us add to our reflection the, the, con, the, the committed study of, of the scriptures. And as we turn our attention from away from our issues in life to his word. His word speaks to the issues of our lives and our confidence in him can grow. So this morning I ask believers today simply, simply to make a commitment to be in the scriptures and to reflect on your life experience through the lens of the scriptures and grow and to grow in your confidence in the Lord. Should you be in the room today and not yet a believer in Jesus? Let me just remind you of why we can have confidence in the Lord. The why we can have confidence in the Lord is because of his incredible love for us, demonstrated in Jesus Christ, who lived a sinless life, who died a sacrificial death on the cross in your place, who was buried in a borrowed tomb but would not be held there as he rose again And he walked among his disciples and then then he ascended into the heavens with a promise, he's coming again. 
And today, many of us in this room have already committed our lives to him. And this morning, we invite you to join us in this commitment, to join us in the commitment of letting Jesus be the Lord of your life. And when Jesus is the Lord of your life, you experience God's providential care, his protective care, and his preserving care. We invite you to step into the best possible life you can live now and a life that lasts forever. Because this psalm, this psalm ends with these strong words for each of us today. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forever. So if you're in the room today and you need to unite with our church, we'd welcome members at this time. We exist to fulfill the Great Commission by loving people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Come and join with us in the mission he's set us upon here in Clinton, Missouri and beyond. If this morning you're not yet a believer in Christ, but his spirit is tugging at you and you want to take a next step and explore what uh, this nudge you're having today, then I want to ask you to just step forward and we'll pray with you and share with you here at the front of the room. Or if you join us online, just click I want Jesus in my life button. You'll find it on our website, firstbaptistclinton.church. Or you may text or call me personally. My number is 660-890-4150. Uh, just give me a call or text me. Let's have this conversation about you can have about how you can have confidence in the Lord both now and forevermore. We stand together to sing. If you if you're in the room and you need to make a, some decision today, come now to the front. I'll meet you here and we can talk and pray over your decision. The altar is always open for those who need to come or desire to come and pray. So while we sing, you'll come. I will trust my Savior Jesus when my darkest doubts befall. Trust Him when to simply trust Him since the hardest thing of all. I will trust Oh.